and I guess this is probably the most quiet this set will be. So hey, man, we're here. It's best if we just go ahead and lock in right now. Yeah, we're recording this at Spencer's place this week instead of the usual studio. I kind of like it here, man. I'm not gonna lie. Well, and we, like I just said, we kind of have. Uh, it's crazy what goes into like a show, like like really anything, like like a like even like a YouTube video or anything like that. There's always two mm-hmm. sides to the equation, like what what I, what the audience will see, but then everything yep. else that's going on behind this, dude. That couch is disgusting. Um, that yeah. light is on the bed, dude. I'll tell you but what, man. In the video shot, we look pretty good, dude. I'll tell you this. Like you said, it's so funny because like all the YouTube videos I've ever made, I guess they look okay. But if you, if you were to flip that camera and see what's on the other side, oh, dude. you would be like, this is ghetto. I've I've had shoe boxes stacked up on top of each right. other with an iPhone on top held up against like a water bottle. I mean, I've done some pretty crazy stuff to get some video angles. But like you said, man, hey, I feel like the dirtier a couch is, the better I sleep. Well, I didn't mean, no, when you, know? you were sleeping, ow, when you were sleeping on it, dude, the terrain in this room. So is, what just happened? You just dude, stubbed I got, your that, pinky toe? I just got a splinter. I just got a sticker. It's getting bad. But how old are you when you have to stop saying, ow, <laughs> ow? You feel like at 23, that's just got to end. <laughs> well, good you know? thing I've got a few more years left. Dude, I'm sitting on this little Star Wars cushion. I got to get this thing right. I'm going to flatline that little guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Spencer's got this freaking couch that's right behind where we're at right now. And right now it's just a clothes holder. But, I mean, earlier it was clean and empty. So, you know, yeah, you were Mike doing, took a You were a doing snooze. the Splash podcast earlier. And I was hanging out here during the fact and i took a sick nap during Dude, the show honestly this lighting setup right now is so much more like uh it's very eccentric it's very intimate i would it say is. you I know feel... whenever whenever we're at the other place it's like oh. it's all in your face the light is right there oh yeah you so don't I ha- feel like taking a nap right now yeah we don't have the room like we do right now this might, but... be, a, this might be a short show just so we can get to dude i'll say naps this has been a pretty crazy week now it's it was actually a crazy afternoon we we just got done watching uh, yeah yeah a yeah. comedy special well maybe it gone soon me and me and spencer were talking and i don't know how people are listening to this i don't know if you guys are into comedy or stand-up comedy or whatever but i find it to be probably the hardest creative thing to do well and the easiest to do terribly yeah, that, that okay. I was thinking how you were piecing that together. Yeah, no, it is because there's a certain expectation. You know, whenever you get on stage for anything, right? To speak, to play music, to do stand up, that you, you're, you're expected to do a job and then do it correctly, right? Mm-hmm. But the skillfulness of stand up, dude, because making people laugh is not easy. No, there's no drummer in the background or a guitar yeah, there's, player. There's nobody to like bail you out if you mess up either. Yeah, it's just like if you bomb. That just, it, and yeah. if you bomb early on in a set too. Oh, it's over. You like might as well just can the thing. Imagine having to do an entire hour and you're just bombing. I always like, wonder about how, uh, like, when they do a special, mm-hmm. like for Netflix, like a comic does a. a oh, what a, if they a bomb that sp- set? Well, yeah, I don't like because they don't bring out all that crew, all that equipment every time. I've heard, I know a lot of times they'll do they'll like, tape it twice. They'll do and take couple, the one they like the more. Yeah, the most. They'll do a couple of them and see what it yeah. is. But if you're like a new guy and you just have like low budget and you're like, all right, the tonight's the night. This tonight's one's going tonight, out. Yeah, I always think like, what if you just I would get tell up there my, just I would fold. tell people to just do it when I'm not expecting it. Yeah. Now, granted, why are there 17 more cameras here tonight mm-hmm. than usual? Yeah. But, it's something that is like, like I was telling you, dude, like if it, if there's a movie or a regular TV show, I could watch it and be like, okay, this is all right. Like, I mean, it's not like atrocious. Yeah. But like, if you're watching a stand up comedy show and it is just not funny at all, it's just atrocious. It's like, but oh it my also, God, this is terrible. It also becomes a joy to watch in the sense that. Oh, it's oh. terrible. Oh, yeah. I do. There's nothing more that I love than watching just a horrific comedy set and just laughing my ass off at how stupid it is. That's kind of how I felt about I the... Um, 
Oh, Chris D'Elia. Special we just watched. Okay, well, we just just watched uh, No Pain. I hope people listening are familiar with him. I think... I don't know if I hope they are because of... You know the current situation. The current situation. Well, even if going you don't on. know who it is, like you'll see the trend, like why it's trending, and be like, okay, I know who that is. A lot of people's yeah. introduction introductions to certain celebrities starts with a canceling. Yeah. By getting canceled, you almost become more famous. Well, you certainly do because like, now who, it's who like, are we canceling now? It's like, oh, who's like think about all the young kids who are like, who's Jerry Seinfeld? Why are we canceling him? And then yeah. like they figure it out. It's like, oh yeah. He had the this dominant TV show and was a stand-up comedian. Still is. <sighs> Still does shows, but dude, I heard his last special was terrible. Um, it came out this year. I, I was like, I was pretended like I was excited, but knowing that he's, it's not like I do like Jerry Seinfeld himself, like uh, his work mm-hmm. you know, earlier on. But once you get to a certain age, it's like you've talked about everything, dude. Yeah, you yeah, can only like... you can only rehash over the certain same things a few times. Like at some point, Kevin Hart. Like you, like you, like you say, he uh, he does a lot of family stuff. Yeah, like he's we gonna get it. he's gonna run out of some yeah. stuff, out of stuff. Some, yeah, some exactly. Uh, I thought that uh, I thought that the Tilly special was like. I guess I thought I I don't really know why I thought it was terrible, but I think it was terrible well, because just kinda, it's just it's a lot of body movement. It's a lot of like oh, line yeah. of physical comedy. It's a lot yeah. of voice changes. And uh, he also, in the stand-up specials, has, like, a tendency to live on one subject for a while. Like, he lived yeah. on, like, the baby growling thing yes. for a while. And the dolphin fucking. And then the dolphins. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and also, he kept he kept changing his voice from what his real voice is. Yeah, he relies on all that. Like, yeah. all the time. That's why, like, I was telling you before... That if anybody listening to this, I thought that Mark Norman's last special was so good because he kept his same voice the entire time, no physical comedy at all. He was almost stiff as a board up there, just saying hilarious you jokes the that? whole time. Uh, I think his name is Josh Jackson, not the NBA player. Oh, like the bust from Phoenix? Not the bust. Uh, he's on. He's on. I see a lot of him on like YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's like he's just like that. It's like stand still just the board, straight hilarious just jokes. Me, I'm just gonna be stupid yeah. funny. I thought his last special was killer, and I think he's, I think he's really gonna be pretty successful. He, I'm kind of seeing him, kind of start to bubble the way I thought I saw Andrew bubble, Andrew Schultz being. I think Andrew's like he's gonna actually blow it up here real soon because his yeah. Instagram thing, you know that Instagram show he does where it's like turn your phone sideways, mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you something. Yeah, Dude, that thing is taking like people who people that i went to school with that like yeah. otherwise would not be into right. to comedy or otherwise never knew of him or they don't even follow him it's just trending and they find it like they're sharing it they think it's funny and yeah that's, i was that's at um i was at connor's house last week i did the deaf cam recordings podcast if you guys want to look so. that up i'm on episode four um and he was talking to me and he asked me if i knew who andrew schultz was and i was like, like boy Yes. Like yeah, dude. I was like, I've been following that guy for like five or six years, and he's like, oh yeah, man, I love him. Like that would have never happened three or four yeah. years ago. That's part of the internet, though. You know, exactly. And he was talking with, uh, I guess it was on the Joe Rogan show where he was talking about how it's creators like him who are gonna win out in the world where big time studios can't get together, and you know, and they have to, they're forced to now go on YouTube and try mm-hmm. to make content that dude, way. I'll tell you what, whenever. Whenever the late night TV shows had to go start doing their shows at home, those shows got rough it real became, quick because it, it becomes a lot more real. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's not a big set with flashing lights and, you know, there's no audience and it yeah. starts to become really. It became so amateur so quick and it, it feels weird to see it yeah. like on your TV. Like, it's cool. Like, oh, yeah, I never saw it on TV. I, like, like I was at my uh, grandparents' house last night, and Jimmy Fallon at Home Edition was still? coming on. Yeah, still. I thought they were doing studios. Uh-uh. And you just see it, and it's just like he's making a YouTube video on YouTube, and you're just thinking, you're like, how can these guys possibly compete with other YouTubers when they have these huge production crews yeah and all these all this overhead and all these fancy studios and all that and they're having to basically be youtubers right now and they're failing 
yeah, there's no way that they're going terribly to be able to even compete with regular YouTubers because you don't want to turn on your TV and see just Jimmy Fallon hanging out in his bedroom with a <laughs> vlog and then interviewing somebody like digitally rem- remotely. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a weird. Or like watching Ellen just cry in her mansion. On yeah. TV. Yeah. They got to try to go cool. into the smallest room in their house. So they don't look totally ridiculous. Yeah. The, the whole at home. It's TV annoying. Is, yeah. It just really exposes a lot. Like Andrew was saying, well, you're, you're going to see a lot of independent creators be able to destroy huge networks because they just simply don't have the overhead that those places do. I mean, those places employ thousands of people that get paid very, very well, you know? Uh-huh. So it's pretty crazy. But as I was saying with like, um, old Dalia, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just think that his standup, yeah, I thought he relied way too much on like vocal inflections and physical comedy yeah. and like you said, he would kind of like he he would kind of create bits out of like the most nonsensical things possible, like growling yeah. at babies and dolphins banging dolphins. people. Yeah. Like it, it and whereas you have a you have like a Chappelle who can just sit on a stool. Yeah. And just go. Yeah, it kind of like but the, the just run it. The bits will be based out of something though that's like real or really funny or like actual, actually like kind of smart or creative or something. Yeah, and not just like I went to the mall and I growled at a baby. It's like yeah, it's not real it's life. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. At least and you have heart who talks like about you like you said, real dude. People. He. He will just sit there and beat and beat at it. I never even, I never even really noticed that until you just pointed it out that he'll one subject. To oh yeah, dude. He'll, yeah. He'll just like take it. I think that dolphin thing was probably 10 minutes and it the baby probably, thing was probably the first 10 the minutes. The dolphin thing could have been probably four to six and not 10. Yeah. Like, and I thought that. To me, like whenever I'm watching stand-up comedy, I don't mind if people laugh at their own jokes. I really don't mind that. But I thought his timing was so odd. Like it was, it was, it was extremely rough. Well, that's what they're saying. They're like saying this guy's got like bipolar syndrome because he's just herky jerky, flicking, uh, goes in and out of these moods and like starts freaking out. I don't know about that, but. Yeah, I feel like on his podcast, you get, like, uh, in a way, like, uh, he's got, like, a producer who almost, like, feeds him topics in a way, like, uh, mm-hmm. like quietly on a screen. Yeah. And, like, then he's forced to switch subjects and bounce around. But, yeah, when you get up there and you're just, like, you can get in your own head and start talking about dolphins for, like, way too long. Yeah, so. and when he's on his own podcast, he's probably a lot more relaxed yeah, he's in, a, he's in a situation like we're in right now. Yeah, like we're not going to see anybody or know what anybody's thinking right now. So I'm not trying to like the laugh or the enjoyment is not direct. It's very right. indirect. It's like it's not I say something. I got to see how they respond. It's just we're just talking. And then you could be at home laughing. And you in a way, you'll, home. you'll really never know how the people react exactly what you're saying. In, in Until a, you post it on the Internet. And you well, then you people, still I love it. Yeah. I hate it. It's like, oh, well. Well, I already did was, it. That was what I did. So yeah, exactly. Try again next week. Yeah, I I just I thought that the 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 timing was just super like butchered, and a lot of times, like there's something good to like having a like a pause, like a like a pause. But sometimes his pauses were a little dragged out. Oh yeah, it was just like, what are we waiting for? Yeah, is there another punchline, dude? I thought the the bit he had in his newest special where he talked about the, uh, this is no, another thing that's like so fucking stupid where he somehow tied in not giving a crap to having, doing a drive by and then pooping your pants and having to go home. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like, see, I don't even, that's the part. I think that's, I had left the first time I tried to watch it, like a, about a month ago, I did. I never even made it to the part. So when I saw it today, I was like, "Oh, yeah. he really said that!" Like, "Oh God." Yeah, but, I mean, it was. It's, I mean, it could have been funnier, but yeah, I think he probably just. I think that's thing. He has a really good like. 
foundation and in retrospect or not retrospect in hindsight, I guess to look back and like now critique it is really weird with the current, you know? Oh yeah. We haven't even talked about why we're even, that we're why we in. even watched the special in the first place. Um, I know we're like grading his comedy when there's like probably bigger things going on in his oh, life. Oh yeah. People are like, dude, why are they critiquing his stand up when he's freaking um, hanging out with underage girls? Yeah, so I won't even we we won't even go any deeper into we, it then. It's just I'm gonna look up that other situation that happened today a little bit to get a little. Uh, okay, you're gonna get a little back, get a little well, knowledge. We but were doing, I'll just go in, go into this. Uh, Michael's gonna do a little research on something. I'm doing a little bit we, of research for you boys. While Michael was crashed out on my couch, I think it actually woke him up. Was when the news broke about a uh, certain. How would you word it? It's not so much political. It's just, uh, well, the NASCAR thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Bubba Wallace, we know, found, or, you know, him and his team or somebody uh, from his camp claimed to have found a noose uh, hanging in what was dedicated. And I don't know how NASCAR really works in this sense. I guess they called it, like, I mean, they refer to it as his garage, right? But these yeah, guys I, race I thought, in different I, places all the time. I don't think they do. They do. They always go to the same right stalls. And a, another thing that you think of is like, how would somebody get into his garage? That's the thing, and it's like, is it his garage or was it just assigned to him for this race? I don't know how that works because they're saying yeah. that that the news that they found could have been placed there as early as last October. year. Yeah, and I don't know how that works. Um, and I don't. I'm not going to sit here and point Bubba Wallace out to be a, a hoax or a liar because mm-hmm. I have no idea about the situation really either. I just saw the you know because you know you saw the video where they're like pushing this car up and all that stuff and mm-hmm. he gets all emotional. It's really that sounded like a really cool story. Um, and he seems like a really genuine guy, but at the same time, I don't know what to what they're what they're trying to say with the news that came out today. Yeah, we're talking about the. Um, I was Bub- saying Wallace. I, I didn't even is- know who Bubba Wallace was until this. I don't think he's really. I don't think he's like a top level uh, NASCAR driver. I don't think he's like winning a lot of races. I'm not sure. I don't really follow NASCAR, but um, you know, it's funny because I was telling you, man, that this. I guess this happened. What's today's Tuesday? So this probably happened over the weekend, um, and I didn't really pay much mind to it. I but looking back on it. It it does seem like a such a weird like like way too blatant thing of racism like like the J- J- uh, Jesse Smollett thing where he said that he was beat up by black guys in MAGA hats and like oh yeah like he was like beat up and stuff it just like <clears throat> that seems way too blatant like yeah way too like ah the enemy is he like, came and got what, me. what's he doing is he like serving time for anything he's he's just no like, he's just, no he's just Kind of like he's just hanging low key right now. Um, yeah, he shouldn't come back for a little bit. But the this thing, I probably should. I it just didn't cross my mind because I didn't too, think too terribly much about it. But it's like that is way too blatant. specific. Yeah, like way too blatant. Like oh, I'm gonna put a noose in this guy's garage. Like it's like I, I'm not sure about that. But I didn't think too much about it. Yet this morning. My dad is like he's 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 got a really weird mind that I I'm, I don't even think I've been around him enough in my life to really <laughs> truly understand what goes on. But his instincts are almost always like p- pessimistic, right? Yeah. So this morning my brother was talking about the thing, and I didn't really care too much about the conversation. But my dad was like, he's like uh. I, that's a hoax. He's like, I think that was probably fake. They probably just set that up or whatever. And I didn't really pay no mind to it. And then sure enough, we were here earlier today and it came out that basically the FBI looked into it and it was a hoax, just like the Smoulet thing. That's crazy and that's what, though. That's what he had said this so here's morning. Thing, how do they even, especially in such a short amount of time, how do they find that to be a hoax? I mean, I don't know. It's this is freaking Talladega. I assume there are cameras everywhere. Yeah, that's there are what you'd locks. Assume. Things are locked up. There are high fences. I mean, this is like some prestigious raceway. 
I don't think just anybody's going to be able mm-hmm. to get in there. Well, that was also the point. It was like, it's somebody who has access to his garage that did this. Like, mm-hmm. that is so messed up. Which, when you think about it like that, yes. But at the same time, it's like, then who would have the motives to do that? It just makes you wonder, like, with what's going on with NASCAR. Like, you know, you could think, which, like, the majority... has had a rough couple of weeks. Oh, they've had a brutal couple of weeks. you got to think about who... Who is the majority, like it or not, agree with them or not, who's the majority of people that watch NASCAR? Old white men. Southern, 35 to old to really, really old white men. That's who watch, That's who watches NASCAR. For I don't think. Part. Yeah. That's, I don't dem- think, that's their target demographic. I don't think teenagers or women or people of color are watching NASCAR. Overwhelmingly, no. They're not. Um, like, overwhelmingly, they're not. And so, for NASCAR... I don't think that's unfair to say because you think look at the I mean the big the controversy before this was the Confederate flag being removed. That's where I'm going. And it seems like everybody who was a fan of NASCAR was up in arms about it. Like Right. It's like like, why would you do that? It's a historic thing. It's like it's like prestigious thing. It's like what? No, what? NASCAR's gotta understand. they've just like the NFL, you've gotta understand who your what who your business demographic is. So not only did NASCAR pull the Confederate flag thing, which was gonna hurt their business quite a bit. Right, because the majority of NASCAR okay, fans are in the South. Here's my thing. Okay, do you actually? I really don't know the numbers, so I'm not gonna like pretend like I did. But I just know like the current state of affairs. When everybody started kneeling in the NFL, and everybody was like, "Boy, got the NFL!" Boy, did they actually take a big hit? The NFL did. They took a hit in ratings when the Colin Kaepernick but like, stuff right was going away, on. But it was like a bounce back, though. Like they've pretty much recovered. Well, that happened like in 2017. Because I know initially that was. Reported. Yeah, it took a bounce back, but it's going to be brutal this year, because a lot of people are going to be a lot of people are going to be kneeling now on the field, and now the NFL endorsed I think, it. I think the NFL is going to take a beating in okay, ratings. Okay, I think here's the thing. Now, I think we reached a point where not kneeling is going to be a little taboo. Like you better yeah. be kneeling. I yeah. think I think there's gonna be way more players kneeling than not. Yeah. And they're gonna look at every I mean, player who's not. A, now they've even swayed a guy like Drew Brees yeah. into it. Right. Yeah. Like if Drew Brees is not kneeling at the beginning of the season, I think he's gonna get just torn apart. Exactly. And I hate to say it, the NFL's the same exact way. The amount of people that watch NASCAR on Sundays or on Saturdays and watch NFL on Sundays is unbelievable. Now now those guys are they're they're not gonna watch on Saturday or Sunday. If they if they see NASCAR doing something or they see NFL players kneeling during the national anthem, they'll they'll change the channel. I'm just thinking about it like maybe. And I think initially, I think that first weekend there's gonna be a lot of rallying. There's gonna be like, oh yeah, everybody's gonna be on Facebook posting. Can't wait to not watch it this weekend. Mm-hmm. But like anything. Well, the, those the, Saturdays and Sundays become empty. They become yeah. You have a void you need to fill. And I'll try quickly, to I'll try to get some hard numbers for you real quick. You start but to actually with return to NASCAR those. between the Confederate flag thing and the, this thing, where I know all the racers were like unifying behind him at this last race, and like you said, they did something where like they pushed his car or whatever. Now that this came out as a as a fake, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that just feel like NASCAR is like. Over politicizing everything and so you and, think, so and that's the thing I just uh, need to figure out who plotted it, who them. planted the the thing. Then was it NASCAR? Or was it somebody from his team? Was it him? him? Yeah, who knows? You know, he seems like a super genuine guy from like the little bits and pieces that I know. Like I said, I don't follow NASCAR. But, yeah. Um. So I don't know, but it's a weird situation. And it was enough so, to like be the number one trend today. So a lot of people obviously care about it. Which the so, NFL television deal. ratings were down 9.7% during the 2017 regular season. NFL television ratings fell 9.7%. According to Nielsen, a typical game is watched by 1.6 million fewer people this season compared to last season. That was for the 2017 year. That's when... That's when the um, Colin Kaepernick... I know they're completely different happening. sports and different entities... Same time, basketball just well. I mean, baseball doesn't count here. They've been losing ratings forever. Yeah, baseball does. But is basketball, which you could argue in America at least, is not as popular as football. But yeah, but it's the a thing, close second. They've the also thing with lost ratings. Basketball is the thing. It's a little okay. Like this is like 
very technical, but it's a lot harder to kneel in a basketball game. Well, I just no, I just mean the ratings. Yeah, the, like ratings collectively on TV are going are are falling, regardless. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, nine per, nine point seven percent is pretty suggestive. So here's a chart for the average viewership from 2010 to 2017. I can't find years after that. Hmm. In the NFL. So even right there. Even on in the lowest year, which was seventeen, mm-hmm. um, which has a few things going against it, namely the uh, the kneeling, right? Um, it's still not much behind a year like twenty eleven, twelve, thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, don't think it's not a like overnight half okay, the so viewers stop e- watching. So if the NFL was a paid thing, you gotta. Uh, if you want to watch games on Fox on Sunday, you're gonna to have to pay up. No, oh, they're gonna lose. They'll lose fifty percent overnight. Okay, done. All right, but it's the accessibility. It's nobody has to know. None of my buddies have to know that I'm actually watching the Saints game tonight. You yeah, know? Like, uh, I know. Free. I know. I know. Drew's kneeling, and my boys hate that. But I gotta watch the Saints versus it's, Falcons. It's free. You know. Um, paid things you know people can boycott a restaurant pretty quickly because there's a million restaurants and i don't have to give you my money Mm -hmm. um but if all you got to do is turn on local tv which is free and watch football for free nobody has to know that i'm not boycotting i'm watching the game everybody wins yeah and it's like oh what's my one viewership gonna do it's like it's like people who have who say well what's my one vote gonna do well actually quite a bit it's the equivalent it's the equivalent of like of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not even gonna go out and vote. It doesn't mean anything. So maybe, like you said, they'll be like, ah, oh, I'll watch the NFL. I, mean, I feel uh, anytime the NFL is like messed up, not not even just politically. I just mean uh, the kneeling thing never bothered me. Uh, obviously, I just would if I was gonna. Uh, it, it, it didn't bother me I was either. Just gonna keep I just watching football. I just knew that their ratings. Well, what bothered hit me them. way more than the kneeling was uh, the four game suspension <laughs> given to Brady. I still watch those games. So like the Gate. Yeah. Uh, hey, we know this happened like three years ago, uh-huh. uh, but here's a four-game suspension. That bothered me way more, and I still watch those games. Um, Which games do you watch? I would not have. Uh, the Deflategate game? No, the four games. Oh, of course that's not that game. That game was a killer game. It was like 56 yeah. to 12. The, yeah. the Colts complained about getting routed. Come on, dude. Uh, I'm talking about when Brady couldn't play. Oh, you um, still watch the Patriots play? Yeah, I was like, I'm still gonna see there. That proves you did a little wrong on your. You went on a DCR and tried to bury me for not Dude, being a I Pats fan. I was burying you for a fact. I am a Pats fan. I'm telling All you. Right. So going into this upcoming season, for anybody listening, Spencer is like this. Oh god, he's like this like little. I feel Boston like we've sport. done this like three times. He's like a little Boston just sports fan. To, we're just gonna have How, to keep doing it. Are you gonna watch more Buccaneers games next year or Patriots games? If they're overlapping, I have two TVs. Using your gut and your brain. Are if you, they're overlapping, if, I have two if, TVs. I have two TVs. If you have one, <laughs> if you have one TV, well, you only have one pair of eyeballs. So, so Tampa's playing. Final drive of the playing. game. I can only watch one. Yeah. Yeah, you're watching Tampa Bay. Of I know. course, I'm watching Tampa this Bay. This is crazy. This I is crazy. Jared Stidham is going to have twenty. No. That's bold. I was gonna say Jaredson's gonna have twenty years of his career. I don't know about that. Jaredson's gonna you have how, plenty of years of football ahead of him. Tom you know Brady's how I got know two. That Tom Brady's got two. How I know that the the Dallas Cowboys are a better franchise and brand than the New England Patriots is because we we watch the team, bro. Like you don't like, have players popular enough to follow. We, we used to. Your most important player was Tony Romo, and now he does broadcasting. So technically, you all followed him, didn't you? Oh, I just watch him. Well, if it's... A, I wish Tony would broadcast Cowboys games, because I do love Tony. But if Tony's broadcasting or the Cowboys are playing, I'm watching the Cowboys. Well, of course you're going to watch the Cowboys. You're not going to just listen I'm saying, for dude, Tony. I will just are, listen for Tony. He's so cool. We are the strongest brand in football, and it's not even close. Like we, uh, I'm watching... You're probably the strongest brand in sports. Well, yeah. at least in American sports. I don't know if you can Tell start you, competing with Real Madrid Tell and you, bro. all that stuff. The Patriots, the Patriots ain't got nothing on us, bro. Yeah, you're probably the strongest brand in sports. All right. I mean, I just need to get that when, out. When you compare it to like, I mean, next is probably the Yankees. The, well, yeah, okay, maybe the it's either the Yankees, Cowboys. Yeah, but nobody's watching baseball, so. Yeah, Cowboys. The Yankee hat, dude. The Yankee hat is pretty iconic. It's prestigious. I mean, it's historic. It's iconic. 
Yeah. You know, the Cowboys hat, I actually have one myself. So, oh, like I said, it's a baby. pretty big brand. I remember I put it on uh, in that show we did on oh, yeah. Zoom. Yeah. So, I mean, I... I you know, Spencer, um, I feel like I feel like you know what when the Cowboys like I'm a closet Cowboys fan. Is yeah, when the say. Cowboys get real good, when we start having serious Super Bowl bids, yeah, then you're gonna slowly be like, I okay, like so Cowboys here's my dilemma. When I was like, I kind of do the same. Well, obviously, I have I'm Pat Celtics, whatever. But um, I always kind of allow myself like to show support to like a, a Texas team. Mm-hmm. So for football, so for baseball, obviously, it was the Astros. Bunch of cheating um, ass Astros. Now they're cheaters. Um, that's great. That's a good look for me. Um, okay, after you're done, I want you to explain the Astros cheating thing because I don't understand it. But keep right, going. I will. Cause you okay, good. Because nobody ever wants me to explain it, and it's like clear as day. Uh, oh, you're, are you going to be biased? You're going to tell me the facts? Well, no, I'm going to tell you what really happened. Oh, uh, but, my God. All right. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually want to hear this. Oh, no. Okay, I'll tell you what really happened. Okay. We'll just go right on that. Well, who's your who's your football team in Texas that you well, that's choose? Well, I tried to sort through and pick one, and I was like, you know, well, I already like the the Rockets a little bit. You know, I like the Astros a little bit. You like the Spurs too? Well, they're right here. Oh, aye, 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 this guy. And so you're telling me if you you have a hard time choosing between the Cowboys or the Texans? Well, I I've given up on it because I don't like either of them. Okay. It took me a while to figure that out. Okay. Um, and. I just could never get behind the Texans because it was like they just always had like a piece here, a piece there, but they could never put it together. And I thought their coaching was always horrible. The Texans are like great value. And now Cowboys. they just traded away the best receiver in football. They just continuously yeah. make decisions every decade. Right. And then the well, Cowboys. The Cowboys make good decisions. But the Cowboys don't either. And then, but I could, I really got behind the Des Bryant. I have a Des Bryant like shirt and jersey Ooh, still. Throw up that X, baby. I still throw up the X to this day. Des caught it. I will always the say the 2014 that. Cowboys is the favorite, my favorite Cowboys of my lifetime. That was when I was watching the Cowboys. Um, yeah. And then after Romo retired, I just lost all interest. I really? I don't watch it anymore. I don't like that. I'm glad you're stuff. a Tony fan. I was a big Tony fan. Everybody well, dude, hated on me. I always, and I get it, Tony Romo is not the most clutch quarterback of all time, but also, let's not act like he crapped Textbook, his pants. Textbook Romo was the 2013 season, I believe. We're at Cowboy Stadium. We're in a shootout with the Broncos. Yeah. All right? This is like prime Peyton Manning Broncos. And Cowboy fans, we get real excited about these kind of games because we're always wanting them to show up. Right? And I'm telling you, the whole game, we are going back and forth. And Tony's lit it up. I think he threw for like 480. He was out playing Peyton Manning, right? Like, Tony is lighting it up, okay? And I am like, let's go. And it's probably 50 to 48, maybe. It's a huge game. And there's like a minute left. We're driving into our own territory. Like, we're going to set up for a field goal, beat them, and then we might beat them in the Super Bowl too, right? Oh, and, wow. And right on cue. Right on cue. He hadn't thrown a pick the whole game, I think. Tony just throws a terrible ball and just gets picked right off in enemy's territory against the Broncos. You know who who is one of the all-time leaders in uh, fourth quarter or or game-winning drives? Tony Romo. Tony Romo. I know. I know. He. I would always like. I get the bat is always gonna like stick in people's minds. Right. And it's like, why are you in those positions anyway? Why do you have to lead a game-winning drive? Um, But his team has never really been Tony Romo's. Had some teams that have been really good. Tony Romo's never yeah. had a team that was like, oh, this team should win a Super Bowl. Right? The 07 Cowboys were pretty good. And then the Giants beat us in the divisional. Yeah, but you would have rather had that team in like a 2010, 2011 type of t- Tony Romo. Like you would yeah. want a few more years under his belt, probably, where he's like, yeah. okay, I got this. I thought 20, the 2014 Cowboys were very good. Yeah, but then Tony kept getting hurt a little bit. I think he left. That was He left of, at a good age. Yeah, I thought he did it fine. It was kind of tough for him because like when he really put everything together. Um, his body couldn't keep up, but, but okay. you're right, dude, him and Matthew Stafford are like, when the, they put the, some of the all time leaders when they figured it out in game winning drives, their body, but couldn't hang with it's them. just like with Romo. Yeah. He would be so clutch so many times. I'd be like, let's go. But it was like always right when you wanted it the most, like when you just taste He'd blood you and you want it the most. We, we folded. We folded every time, like right whenever we just went for the kill. I remember the first three years, I believe, we had Jason Garrett as coach. So this is probably 09, 10, and 11. 
The Cowboys go eight and seven all three years until the last game of the season. We have to play a game to win the division and go to the playoffs. If we lose, we go home, right? Three years in a row, we faced the Redskins, the Giants, and the Eagles. Three different years. Every time, we're consistently the only team in the division that's doing good, right? right? But yet, every year, we go 8-7, and seven, we have to play them in the last game of the season for the division, and we lose all three. And we go 8-8 eight and eight, three years in a row and never go to the playoffs. That was when we, we should have fired Jason Garrett on the spot nine years ago then. Yeah. It's Didn't like, happen. I gave you three shots to win this division and go to the playoffs, and we folded every single time. And then they kept him for another. Against each division opponent. I mean, that is tough. That was infuriating. It's tough to like come, come Okay, explain that. the Astros cheating okay. scandal well, to me. First, because... I have a question for you. Um, cheating in baseball, what do you think it looks like? Well, I told you last week I love PEDs in baseball. But yeah, cheating, cheating in baseball, that's not. Cheating in baseball? Substance abuse. I mean. Uh, maybe if you have like a longer bat or a fatter bat or um, <laughs> that's mostly like little league stuff. Yeah. Cheating at baseball. I know. I know that I know the Astros are stealing signals, but, but, but what does that mean to you? Do you know? I know the signals are what kind of ball they're going to throw on the pitch. Mm, yeah. So they pretty much stole it and they pretty much knew what pitch was coming, yeah. but, but how? All right, let's talk right. about it. Yeah, break it down to me, buddy. Because it's, it, I feel like it's a lot easier to cheat in other sports. Like like what the Patriots always do. They just steal other teams' playbooks or they video their practice. Well, duh. That's yeah. the easiest thing. I mean, just geez. do that. Just do that or deflate the balls. Um, right, exactly. No. So let's just back this story up a few years ago. So they won, the World, damn Seri- up they the, won the World Series in 2017. But who do the Astros acquire before that season? Well, oh, don't they, ask me. They get a guy by the name of Carlos Beltran. Okay, I know who that is. Carlos Beltran is an ex-Yankee. Okay. Carlos Beltran, uh, right fielder or left fielder, whichever day of the week it is. You know. I thought he played for the uh, yeah, Blue Jays. He's been everywhere. Okay. He's, he's a journeyman now. Oh, he's a journeyman now? Um, okay. But, you know, most notably ex-Yankee. Uh, Carlos Beltran makes his way to Houston. Okay. <laughs> Carlos Beltran introduces this new scheme for the Astros. Hey, this team is really freaking good. Okay, guys. is this what the consensus story is, or is this your this story? This is a real story. He got it from the—he stole it from another team was doing it? Stole, we're going to get there. Okay. So Carlos right. Beltran finds his way to Houston. Wow, this team is awesome. This team is young, a bunch of young kids, super talented. They're on the brink every year. Um they just won 100 games. This team is doing really good. It's funny because I remember the Astros used to be trash. Yeah, a few. Like before yeah. that, yeah. Okay. They were terrible. Well, this thing, they, they were like the they're like Philadelphia of baseball. They tanked, tanked, tanked. Got the Phillies are terrible now, right? Oh, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the, the Sixers. Oh, yeah, the Sixers. You know, yeah, the yeah, the yeah, Sixers, yeah. trust the process. Tank, like tank, six tank. Year, six years in a row, they're terrible, right? Okay, and then continue. they get good. Okay, so... Astros are on the rise. Here comes Carlos Beltran. Old, washed up, but he's got a spot with maybe the best team in baseball now. All right, cool. Well, all right, let's play out this season. All right, this season is awesome. This team was projected to do well, and they're doing insanely well. This team will not lose a game. Dude, it's dude. almost like you're cheating. It's almost like you're cheating. But, you know, you're not. This is the young Astros. They're fun. They're full of life. They're going. They're going. They're going. Well, baseball's not that fun. But They yes. win the World Series. Wow. Congratulations. Your best player is like 23 years old. This team's going to be great forever. Great. Next year, World Series appearance. Don't win it. Whatever. They lose the World Series the next year, right? right. Then uh, this year, huh? What happened in 2017 with the Astros? Let's just look into that a little bit. You know, they were doing really well that year. And they won the like World they Series. were going like way too well it that was year. Really impressive. Let's mm-hmm. take a deeper look. Oh wait, um, oh, they were doing this the whole time. Where they have this system, where in the clubhouse and in the dugout, they they figure out the uh, the signs. They they figure out the signs and apparently the clubhouse, right? Which where's is, the clubhouse? So 
you have the baseball diamond, right? You have the dugouts, like mm-hmm. just like the benches, mm-hmm. and then through the dugouts is like the clubhouse, like the locker room, like okay. So this is far from the field. Then they call out the uh, signs from the clubhouse into the dugout, which is you know now we're on the benches, we're right there. Okay, how can they see this? How can they see the signs from the clubhouse? We don't know. Well, we do. Okay. <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> well, we, what? Well, we might because right. we never really figured this part out, and I don't want to like crack the case on my own team, but whatever. So we get into the clubhouse. The clubhouse tells the dugout. The dugout signals to the player at bat what's coming. Yeah, he's like, all right, man, hey, man, three, five, one, seven, oh. Well, how would they do that? Well, let's get some trash cans. Let's let's knock it around whenever it's a curveball. Or let's uh, make a make some other loud noise when it's a slider or a fastball. Mm-hmm. So that the batter can listen for it. Oh, Kershaw's throwing the curve. Got it. I'm ready. So, so we would, get, but on how a curveball. But how did we get the signs in the first place? How did the clubhouse figure it out? Oh, let, let me interject because I think I remember. Didn't they tape cameras to certain things to see the, the managers and the catcher? Well, we might have cameras way out in the outfield that have super zoom. Okay. We may have it on uh, posts, side. You know, wherever, maybe we have real cameras, like big TV cameras that are also wired with other cameras. We don't really know. Or we just wait for a player to get on base. So that's the hard part. We have to actually wait. We have to yeah, actually we have to we have fairly to, get a we batter have to on actually base. Earn a base. Right. Now he's got eyes on the catcher, right? Because mm. either he's on first, he can get a, get mm-hmm. if, if he gets some leeway, he can look down. Before he, if he makes it all the way to second base fairly, he can look down and see what the catcher's throwing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's mic'd up. Maybe all these players wear undershirts and have mm-hmm. a weird have a weird line running down their shirt mm-hmm. because they're mic'd up and they can say Oh, they can say like they can just look down, curveball, three, four, five, whatever. And then they like, can channel it from the clubhouse to the Yeah, dugout. then they start hitting it or whatever, whatever yeah. the pitch is gonna be. Damn, okay. Okay. Well, I'm actually. Weird how, this is weird how the Astros figured this out. I'm actually starting to think this is pretty good for baseball. <laughs> I'm just thinking, how did the Astros figure okay. this out? Right. Oh wait, everybody pointed to one guy collectively when when uh, asked who, whose idea this was. <laughs> oh, Beltran? who's that new guy, Beltron? You know the guy who's been on the Blue Jays, the Yankees, okay. every team ever. Mm-hmm. Oh well, he he showed us how to do it. Wow. Oh, he's new. The new guy showed you guys mm-hmm. how to do it. Oh, and they got the manager involved. And then that manager goes to, goes to the Red Sox and may or may not have implemented the same thing. That's so, right. The Red Sox were involved in it too. The because the World manager Series the, after the two the Astros went to, right? The manager from the World Series winning Astros team or uh, goes to the Red Sox the year after. They go to the World Series. It's like, right? Yeah. And they yes. beat I, the Dodgers, my, right? My timeline is way off, but yeah. Um, and they're like, this guy's too good. This, this guy's, guy's awesome. <laughs> right. So my thing is that the Astros cheat. To well, what extent? So here's my I thing. I have no idea. So, but yeah, it was, so, it was weird. And I'm sure somebody listening to this might know more facts. But so how do you... Do you just cheat in the World Series? Do you just cheat in the playoffs? Do you cheat all the time? How do people well, if you can cheat all year? You can cheat all year. How do people not n- catch on? Catch on? Hey, why, why are, are the Astros always- making a bunch of noise? Dude, it's July at three o'clock. Why are they banging trash cans Dude, and making noise? And I all that? hate coming to Houston. They just never shut up over there. You know? Right, and then also, how do you? I understand doing it at home, but how do you get away with taping? up and wiring well, up and videoing stuff on the road you can't do that stuff there so it's like are they they beg this question like do they have a, a real home field advantage that is not just being at home is it like uh you know because they, they they're still doing serious investigations on this and this i don't know if coronavirus helps or hurts them because if helps an investigation because i guess they can't really get in there and like do mm-hmm. stuff but i don't know and now oh no 
Our, our video just cut out. It's fine. No I big deal. Why. Let's keep going. It's plenty of storage. Um, it's like, why would that happen? Um, uh, or I totally lost what I was thinking. Yeah, you're saying they slowed down the investigation or whatever. So I'm just... Because honestly, bro, I'm thinking about this. This is actually good for baseball. Like, think about how sexy this is. Here's my thing. A lot of teams cheat in everything. But here's my right. biggest thing with this specific scenario. Nobody who is homegrown on this Astros team crocked this up in their brains. They all yeah. pointed, collect. everybody collectively pointed to. It's it kind of like, like a, oh, well, this guy did it. This, it was like Beltron showed us. It's kind of like it's kind of like when, <laughs> he showed us how to when do the it. FBI breaks down and like hunts down a scam, they're they're always like, okay, you guys didn't all just like think of getting involved in the scam. Who created this? Who was yes. the ringleader? Right, right. It's like there's no way but that all thing, you guys came Carlos up. Beltran, hey, you know what we should Cal- do? Carlos Beltran didn't just conjure that up in his own brain either. He got it from somebody else. Who got it from right. somebody else? Teams cheat all the time. So it, my thing is like, did the Astros do this? Is it bad? Yes. Have a lot of other teams done this? I'm just going to go out on a crazy wild limb and say, yeah, like a lot of teams are probably doing weird stuff. That is, it almost makes me want to go like watch like a, go go back and watch some of these games and just see see what what was going on. Compare a home game to a road game. Compare like, uh, so wasn't there a deal like in this world series where like the home team won every single game? And that one particularly, uh, dude, that's three years ago. So didn't the Astros go to Game Seven to win the World Series? There was a lot of home runs in that World Series. Uh, Those games were not low scoring. I don't Mm -hmm. really remember. I thought I was was seven gamer, wasn't it? So, I think it was a seven game series. So yeah, I heard. I heard the case. I guess the World Series that maybe the Astros won, the home team won every single game. And so I guess maybe that tells you that at home. They had a clear-cut advantage, and they were able to take care of business at home pretty well. Yeah. And then on the road, they just relied on their cheating so much that maybe they weren't quite as prepared, and they just weren't quite as good. Yeah. Because my thing is, well, I mean, cheating is cheating, right? Whatever. How do you feel about it? I mean, if the, okay, so here's the thing. Initially, when it was like the Astros are stealing signs, I was like, so what? I was like, duh. It's People, like, so it, like it's like yeah, if they can steal the signs that easily, then they deserve to steal like, the signs. But it's, it's like, like oh, they're it's like, duh. but if there's cameras and if there's wires, I don't think there's wires, but if there, if there were wires, like they were wired up on their jerseys underneath. Okay, serious issue, right? I find if there it, are cameras. If they're doing all this, that's serious. If they added nothing else, what I thought, I thought it was raw steel sign. Like back in the day, we do this like in Little League, dude. You yeah, get a guy, like, hey man, get a look. You get like, a guy up on first who's like, like basketball. You got to huddle. The other team dude, is like p- puts their ear in the we huddle. We cheat so bad. We'd have a guy because like, they used to make it to where like you'd have to have a player be like the first and third base coach. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, run out there real quick. You know, figure something out. Call, you know, go figure something out. Like yeah. it maybe maybe it wasn't stealing signs. It was just like get get some get in somebody's brain. You know. Mm-hmm. Because that's all just, there's no, if there's no added technology, no added like substance or anything besides just raw using what you can, you know? So I thought, okay, well, they have a guy on base who's got, who's found a way to communicate with the batter. Great. That's great. Like that's, yeah, that's great. What do you mean? Like you said, if there wasn't something as discreet as a wire, there's no way that you'd be able to televise the game and not notice some guy going. Or Even whatever that, they're doing. It's like, dude, if you are being that obvious with what you're throwing, like, then you yeah, deserve you to deserve get, to get it you stolen. Deserve to get stolen, right? Um, but yeah, if there's technology, it'd be, it'd be like in basketball. It's clearly wrong. It in basketball, punished. Uh, you could usually tell a play by like the way that they'll get into the set. You're like, okay, they're running this, this, and this, right? It'd be like the team almost every. Time. It'd be like the Celtics having a pl- a t- uh, play called chocolate ice cream. And all season, they call it the same thing. Chocolate but, ice cream, chocolate ice cream. By the time cream. you get to the pl- the finals, chocolate ice cream, you can literally di- you can literally stand where the play's supposed to be. Like when I was in uh bas- in junior high basketball, a lot of junior high schools run an offense called Texas. T- 
the flex, okay. but it's probably very close to like a Texas or whatever you're saying. Basically, a flex offense is the same thing over and over again. It's not even it's not even really basketball. It's basically um, so you take the ball down one side of the court. You have a you have a um, you have the the side of the court that you're on. You have a guy go to that post elbow. Absolutely. Pass to him on the elbow. And then um, you have you have guys standing basically at the el- at the two elbows, one guy on one elbow on the the block on the bottom, okay. one guy in the corner three, and one guy cuts across to the block. And whenever he cuts across the block, you feed him the ball and he lays it in. Lays it in, right? But the way that offense works is, if the guy's not open on that cut, you simply pass the ball to the other side of the court. The other guy clears out, and you cut the other side. So, when we when you'd run it in junior high, you'd basically just keep cutting back and forth until so somebody slips, right? Yeah. And you get a basket. Well, if you know what play they're running, you could literally just like sit in a zone and not move. It'd be fine, and you defend the offense perfectly fine. Then I have to figure and something out. Same thing in basketball. If you know the play. A play in basketball typically is going to like a spot on the floor. You could just stand there, and yeah. you'll know exactly where it's going. So, yeah, like like if you're playing basketball and you're dumb enough to call the same play, they they keep running the same plays. They just disguise what it's called. Right. So they'll be like, "Flying J, Flying J," but it's going to be the the yeah. play that you already know. Unless you watch a lot of film, you're not really going to know what they're doing. But yeah, in baseball, if you're using the same signs all year long. And they catch on to it, and they're able to to watch enough of that team play so that they could steal it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because it's the equivalent of football to where you could tell on a certain down in a certain formation what they're running. Right. Like, how about in basketball where uh, a pesky guy like Rondo will get into a team's huddle? Yeah, like yeah. Put, stick his ear in real quick. Try to listen a He's little bit. He's not doing anything that he technically cannot do. Right. Is it, is it dorky, whatever? Yeah, yeah. But do you know how many times he's actually probably gotten a play out of there? He's by, probably got a little just, play out of it. Like, he's probably gotten several right. steals out of it before, you know? I don't know. Uh, so that's my thing is, like, if if, it, if there was, like, third-party stuff involved, but it's, like, it's wrong. With but football, if like, you're just I doing know, what you can to do, if you're just trying? Yeah. I know, like, what the Patriots have been involved in. The idea of, like, of like stealing another team's playbook or like filming their practice is pretty crazy. Get a roof. Yeah. Get a roof. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> the Patriots are one thing I won't like shy away on though. Like stealing. Get a roof. Dude, isn't it crazy to steal a team's playbook? They line up and you already know exactly what they're running. I mean I mean be better. There's no way you'd lose. Be better. Yeah. It's like <laughs> there's no way you lose. And when it comes to baseball, I already find baseball to be such a lousy sport that a real nice cheating scandal is actually pretty damn good for the sport. Dude, you know, baseball could could fix a lot of things, but and we talked about that. But dude, I wonder how pissed off Babe Ruth must be in heaven seeing this cheating dude, scandal. Think like, dude, we didn't even have cameras. I back think then. about baseball from like a Statner perspective because I am still in a way kind of like that. Um, they've got some great stats, dude. They've got a stat for everything. On-base percentage, uh, slugging percentage, OPS, OPS. What is, what is slugging percentage? It's the it's to, to describe it's hard, but um, let's just it's like a point system. A single is not going to contribute that much to your slugging percentage. A home run is going to do great for your slugging percentage. Right. A double. It's like a, your a, odds of having a big hit. It's it's basically like the the rate at which you hit big. Mm. So it basically is just how much of a slugger you are, you know. It's basically it, like exactly. what the hell is like? Would you say like OPS? OPS is uh, well, OBS is on base per, o, OBPS is on base per, no OBS is on base percentage, right? Okay. Um, that's uh how often you get on base through anything hit by mm-hmm. pitch, mm-hmm. walk, wild pitch, uh, a hit like an actual hit, a walk, yeah. whatever. Um, OPS is um. That is, <laughs> dude, now you're uh, killing me. But it's like, it's like I feel like those are all like so much extra that like, we don't even need. Um, 
Yeah, but then then you have your averages with runners in scoring position, averages with runners on the corners, like, and they always flash those numbers, and it's like, dang, these are, and they're always they always matter. Like, Dude, if a I, guy sucks with runners in scoring position and he's up with two outs, he's not gonna get hit, and I love that because it always matters. And dude, I hate baseball, but also, you know how you're talking about, uh, you know, repetitiveness of plays and stuff. A game that is actually really fun to play is. Like with another person, like sitting down and just playing any game is kind of hard for me. But if you're going to play like local with another person, MLB the show is actually really fun. Because if you're playing with a guy who has no idea what he's doing and he's like, how are you getting all these hits on me, dude? It's like you throw a fastball as your first pitch of every at bat. It's mm-hmm. like you can easily read somebody. Madden can be like that with, you know, if somebody picks a cover two every every second down, it's like, oh, dude, I got you figured out. Like whatever that's the funny thing dude i do sometimes it's i when i play madden dude i have i don't know defenses at all nickel dime back all i I know is just don't run a goal line defense i don't know that stuff yeah like you'll see a guy you're like dude you're lining up as a cover three can i watch a game can i watch football and say okay i'm pretty sure that they're gonna do x y and z on the offensive end yes on the defensive end i can I can see a coverage and be like, that's probably not a very good idea. And I love it when they do break down the routes, like where somebody bit wrong and yeah. left somebody wide open. But if I'm playing Madden, you always get that one guy. He's like, dude, why are you running a cover two on third and seven? That's it's Joe. Like, I don't know. Joe knows everything. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm just on defense. I feel like, like your brother's like that too. Because yeah, you'll always hear him screaming out of coverage from the next room over, like, oh, cover yeah. three! My brother, oh, cover, cover three with a Tampa 2 disguise! What the hell? <laughs> like, dude, it's so... Football is weird, dude. Spider X, Y, 2 banana! And yeah, and it's like, dude, the original sign stealing was watching what the other guy was picking on Madden. Um, when you play yeah. together at your house, oh, I do you can time. see the offensive guy. I already know you're throwing the ball. Yeah. Like... You you can disguise it like a choice between three different plays, but I know you're gonna run or throw. Now, if you're really good at Madden, you can kind of disguise a audible. Oh, I like audibling. You know, like when well, I'm playing with a friend local, I almost always audible because like yeah. that's your best your best bet. You can like hit your little control nodules, like and you can do it, really flip quick it real quick. And just... They don't even know, and they're expecting a throw, and then you could that's run only, it. That's but, the only way you can do it. Uh, yeah, my like when my brother plays. He'll he'll be like, he'll see. Oh yeah, bro, that dude chose to cover three. I'm gonna go ahead and deep post down the middle, wide open all, every day. Like, and I'm oh, like, I'm like, what do you mean? Watch, just <laughs> wide open, nails it. I'm like, oh crap, you know, there's something to this. But there is. that's me in 2K. I can just uh, yeah, I know. Oh, basketball, we should play. Some, we should play some 2K after this. I can light you up in that. Just, oh dude, I do not do video games. I can bro. make you feel like absolute dirt before you go go away. Yeah, I don't. I don't do the video game thing, man. I only I do know. 2K, but that's it. But I'm I feel like I'm too far behind it and I'm also just a monster at it. Yeah, some people are just too damn good for their it's just they're it's like how are you even that good at that thing, man? Yeah, that's you know, like you spend way too much time like, doing I this. I think I'm like that with 2K. But like it's weird though, because like I won't pick it up for a long time. Okay. But it's kinda like, kind of like a drug addiction. Well it's just like something no, I mean, it's just like I can just pick it up and I know. You yeah, know? you just know how to do it. But then you're like, oh, I, can live I about just it. got it. And if I play with somebody I know, mm-hmm. I'll just always remember how they play. It's like, I got you every time. Yeah. I you got you on the instinct. slow post spin. Done. Got you. Every time you don't know how to guard it, dude. You didn't know how to do it in 2015. <laughs> you still don't. That's the funny thing about basketball is basketball is a sport that they can know what you're doing and you still probably can't stop it. Dude, I'll tell somebody. I'm gonna yeah. hit, I'm gonna take you to the left to the left baseline. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna back into you, and I'm gonna yeah. hit you with a dirty shoulder fadeaway. Yeah. The best basketball players will tell somebody if they go down, "Hey man, I'm gonna get the ball, and I'm gonna hit a jumper on the left baseline in front of you." You're not and, gonna, and they're like, "No, you're not." I, was like, I can't do that. Yeah, I will. I wasn't saying I can do that in real life. I can really only do that. To real oh, life. I know you can't. I know you can't do that in real life. But nobody's like, I can take you. I can take you anywhere. Nobody's like, bro, you play with Spencer, bro. He's getting a bucket at will. You know. <laughs> you know? Hey. I think uh, I think I may uh, I might have your number still so far in our games played. There, it's crazy to think that though. There's some guys like some of the greatest NBA players. Like they'll have like legit all time defenders, and they'll be they're just embarrassing. Basketball, I love basketball so much because great the best defense can never stop great offense. 
ever. Nobody can stop James Harden. Even the best defensive team ever, Jordan, Kobe, they're still going to get 25 on you. They're still going to get 30. Kevin Durant's yeah. still going to get 35 no matter what when he wants to. It's just like yeah. how much how much can you slow him down is one thing, but that guy like they're going to they're going to get buckets like, even if you defend them to the max. They're still going to Andre Iguodala won a Finals MVP, locking down LeBron for a triple double, averaging a thirty-six point triple double. But he locked him up. But they locked him down just enough to where they could win. That's how much great defense matters in basketball. Defense does matter, but like defense does matter. If you if you're going to ask me if I want, uh, that's what I love when Scottie Pippen or Kobe Bryant. I love when Mark Jackson's commentating and he's like, "Great defense, better offense," because like you just see like just. Some dude all well over. to an extent, right? Because like you can only defend so well, you right. But on offense, you there is an unlimited amount of things you can do. I can go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right all day. I yeah. can go this way. I can do as long as I'm not traveling. Mm-hmm. I can spin, do whatever. I can do mm-hmm. fakes, eye fakes, head fakes, shoulder fakes. I can take you this way, take you that way. On defense. All I can do is try to stay in front of you. Like that's yep. it. Try to put a hand up and hopefully you don't knock it that's down. That's it. That's yep. what great defense is. That's why you have a lot of guys who are great on defense but not that great on offense. Yeah. It's like it's much easier to be like a like a Tabo Cephalosha than a James Harden. Oh yeah. But it's, then Tabo, it's easier to be a defender than Tabo, a great offense. But then Tabo Cephalosha starts over James Harden, so like what's up? But then also James Harden's the greatest scorer of all time, so it's like yeah, there you go. Mm, we're not going to get into that discussion. But I will say yeah. in basketball, yeah. I've always thought that it's much, much tougher to be a great offensive player than a great defensive player. And it's much more valuable to be a great offensive player. Yeah. Usually. Because in basketball, I in think my opinion. I think in today's era, because like, you know, a if, great defensive center would yeah. go number one back in the day. I mean, it's to this day, still could. Like, like, this draft sucks, but. If you could put the ball in the hole, that's always. The best is, skill in basketball. Yeah, so you think this upcoming NBA draft class is terrible? Got got the ball. Yep, we got Lamella ball. Got Lamella ball and man, a bunch uh, of bunch of stuff. I think it's kind of the Zion. Then hangover. you got a bunch of guys who never even got to play in the most pressured situation in their career. They never, yep. to, they never got to play in March Madness. They're not even prepped yep. for it like that. We we have like a Zion hangover. I think Lamella ball would be. If you don't take him number one, I think you might. It's be funny crazy. because you're saying this class is so terrible. This is actually my class coming out. It sucks. Yeah, you these are the guys you that could have been in it. Like that one and done. One and done are the same age as me. I want you to think about the fact that you could have been in it. I had never my a class? chance in hell. I don't feel bad. Your I class is Jason out, Tatum, right? I can come out with Tatum. Okay, mm. or Markel Fultz, even or uh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball or. Yeah. No, that wasn't you. No, Kuzma. Or... No, I had Tatum. Wait, that was draft class 2017. You would have been 2018 for NBA draft class. Oh, yeah. Who was in that? Uh, Darren Fox, right? Wasn't that Fox? Mm-mm. He got drafted the same year as Lonzo Ball. Oh, yeah. Who was? Oh, Aiden. Yeah. Right? DeAndre Aiden at number one in 2018. Who was 19? Uh... Why am I not thinking about this? Um, um, who was ninth? Who was who was the number one overall pick? Somebody at home is just screaming it. Uh, I'm screaming it. I just don't know it. Like off the top. Oh, Zion Williamson. <laughs> We're idiots. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of it. Yeah, yeah. But pretty. like, all you need to say is the first player that got picked. I'm like, oh, that draft. Got it. Because then I can yeah. kind of just follow the order in my head. So like when you said. Uh, well, yeah, like that. That I'm most familiar with that 17 so much because like Tatum, Kuzma, it's crazy. Josh Jackson. It's crazy because me and you could have easily played high school basketball as Zion. Pretty easily. Like, like we're the same. We're oh, like, like if the we same were, age, we could have yeah. If we played against Spartanburg High, yeah. Just imagine that. Imagine him just like playing him and him just whooping your. I ass. I I couldn't so easily have played with him because the teams that he played against were probably way too freaking good. I heard that he played two A, like nothing but but a bunch of white boys, and they were kind of worried that he wasn't gonna be that good when they faced real competition. No, uh, that uh, yeah, yeah. How did that turn out? And I wasn't too crazy about him when I did watch him in high school. Well, I wasn't either. But then, but I, then watched I watched him, him at Duke. Duke, and I was like, oh, dude, oh, yeah, yeah, that dude's a beast. 
That's how I felt about it. And I am feeling like we had a nice conversation about some sports this week. Isn't that fucking crazy? a lot of sports Isn't today. that on crazy? The splash, we went very traditional today. We talked about a lot of sports, a lot of past. I think it's because we got into the NASCAR thing. And that kind of got, got us into those weeds. And then we just kind of went with it. I think next week, guys, we're going to need to bring some real entertainment to you guys. I got to cook up some. This is a nice, fun, chilled episode, though. Like, Yeah, this was fun, man. This was good. I enjoyed this quite a bit. It's a good setup we have. Dude, this is a great area we have going on in here. Maybe we can get you a chair that's lower to the ground, and that'd be nice. Yeah, I kind of I feel like a big boy sitting in this high stool I'm in. Yeah, but it's not the most comfortable. I button. will get on out of here with you guys. Uh, I enjoyed this very much, man. I'm going to go edit this. Cover the line podcast. Put it up. Strive Network episode stay 38 tuned for our OnlyFans account. No, stay tuned for our website. It is coming. But really, well, all you need to know about that is just follow us on Instagram, follow us on social media, follow at Cover Line, follow at Strive Network. At the Strive Network on Instagram. And we're going to hit you with all the updates that you need to know. We're going to hit you with everything that's going on. Um, that's it, dude. Follow us everywhere. Talk dude, to I us, need to, DM us. Michael is not that scary. Dude, I need a deep tissue shoulder massage so bad I'm gonna right now, bro. I'm going to pop back, dude. Let me pop yeah. it. I can pop it. Uh, Spencer's going to pop my back on OnlyFans tonight. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we get on out of here, guys. Every Wednesday, check us out. Check us out. Check us out. Love everybody. Leave a review if you enjoyed the show. Catch us next week. Peace. See you.